how do you communicate? My husband's not a Christian. I am, but he's one of those people that whatever he says is right and whatever I say, if it doesn't agree perfectly with him, is wrong. Well, let me ask you, how, what direction are, is your whole marriage communication thing going today? I mean, are you happy with the path you're on, the direction you're taking, the, the daily interactions, the habits that you have in communication? You know, if, if it's true that communication is the key to marriage, I think communication can be the key to a lot of things. Relationships at work, certainly relationship in our world today. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we could have honest communication and talk about things that really matter and resolve problems i'll tell you what we're going to do here in these next 28 minutes here at the intentional living center we're going to teach some specific things that you can do to improve communication if you're not thrilled with where you are now by the end of this half hour you're going to have some tools that you can use that could be transformational in your your marriage and in your personal life i promise that so if you had something else planned put it off stick with us here for the next 28 minutes Secondly, we're going to open the phone lines right now if you'd like to join us and tell us one thing that um, you have learned that's helped you in communication with your spouse, one thing that's made a difference, one thing that you find um, kind of got you on the right path or at least partly on the right path. Or if you have a question for me, I'm happy to help as well. Who am I? I'm Dr. Eddie Carlson. This is the Intentional Living Center where we're all about figuring out what does it mean, as the scripture says, to please Christ and then do it every day. And in this area, it is huge. We're talking about communication. Phone line is open, 888 888-888-1717 is the number. Love to have you join us. Uh, Jennifer and Stephen are here, myself and our team. Uh, and we'd love to have you be a part of the show. And I'll tell you what, they've been ripping the building apart here. They're tearing up carpet and they're changing walls. and They're doing all sorts of cool things. And we asked them, we said, hey, guys, it's so loud. Can you give us just, can you give us just a few minutes? So... I think they're taking a coffee break or something. Uh, <laughs> so if you happen to hear a, a, a something get dropped, you know, like one of those big hammers or something, you know what it is. Anyway, uh, we are live here in our Intentional Living Center. Uh, as you can call us at 888 Let's talk communication. Uh, there are four powerful things about communication, and we're going to talk about what they are. We're going to talk about what they are here during the next uh, 20, 25 minutes. And I, I promise you, from working with people for a lot of years, they're transformational. So come on in. If you have a story to share with us, man, we'd love to hear it. 888 Let's get back to Patricia uh, with her question today. Go right ahead. My question is, how do you communicate? My husband's not a Christian. I am. We've been married for 30 years. I try to listen carefully and repeat what he says, but he's one of those people that whatever he says is right, and whatever I say, if it doesn't agree perfectly with him, is wrong. And I need to know how to biblically get around that barrier so that God can reach him. I'm in a Bible study, ladies' Bible study, and three of us got together because we all have similar husbands and we have similar needs so that we can share them in safety with no one else. We, uh, we, we share our concerns, we pray about it, we pray for each other for the, the areas that we need to be working on for our husbands. All right, let me, can I be really, really gut honest today on this topic of communication? I want to say to, to you, Patricia, I love you in terms of what you're trying to do with your husband, be careful when you get together with other Christian women for your Bible study to talk about your husbands. Okay? 
Um, I understand that need to have support, but it can become a gripe session, and it can become a comparative session of look how bad my husband is compared. My husband's worse than your husband. Uh, and I know that's not intended. I understand that. But I'm just saying in general to all of us, let's be careful. Understand that uh, th- that isn't necessarily something that's going to show an awful lot of respect for your husband or for your wife, if it's the other way. So I'm, I'm saying that to all of us. Now, one of the things we need to do when it comes to communication, and by the way, and I, and I say this with all love, it's a stupid man that doesn't listen, listen to his wife. It really is. It's, it's a man who doesn't take time to understand his wife, listen to his wife, try to understand, and I know that's not perfect. You're going to pay for it, guys. You're going to pay for it in your uh, relationship with your wife at every level, physically, emotionally, spiritually, just day to day. And so learning to communicate. Listen, the Bible says, you know the verse, you've heard it, you've heard it preached, perhaps, be a swift listener, be a swift listener and a slow speaker. Listen twice, speak once. Like the, you know, like the people doing the work here in the building. They probably measure twice and then they cut once. And I think that's true in our lives as well. Number one is to listen before we talk. To truly listen. Try to not only hear the words, but hear the meaning of the words. And so when you have a husband, by the way, I would be in specific with your question, Patricia, um, I'd pick your battles carefully. There's a lot of stuff he's going to think he's right on that really doesn't matter, and you could say something to him like, well, you know, I, I disagree, but maybe you're right, and walk away. In other words, you don't pick a fight on stuff that's immaterial, but there are times that things have to be addressed. There are times when wrong is wrong, and we got to sit down, and we got to get the truth, and we got to get it on the table. And that's part of being intentional, being able to say to your husband or say to your wife, honey, we need to talk about this. I know this is what you believe. I know this is what you think, but there's another perspective on this, and I want to, sh- and I, I need to talk to you about it. And we need to be firm in being able to do that. And if that can't happen, if that can't happen, that's when you end up in counseling. That's when you end up in saying, hey, our marriage is in trouble. Listen, the people I've talked to in counseling over the years, they come in, they can't communicate. And why do they come? Because they need sort of an arbiter. They need that outside person who can ask the questions that sort of referee sometimes the discussion. And many times things that we should be able to talk about without having a third party in the room. If we're mature, right? Come on now, we're being honest here. Just gut honest about this thing of being intentional. If you don't have the right kind of daily habits when it comes to marriage communication, you're shooting yourself in your marital foot. So listen before you talk. Number one of four points. We'll come back to more in a moment. All right. If you want to join us, what's one thing you've learned? Or maybe you have a question about this thing of communication in marriage. 888-888-1717 is the number. Hi, my name is Carol. I actually have a question. I love my husband more now than the day I married him. And... Just over the years, I've become bitter, and I try to not snap and say negative things, but I'm finding it very difficult when, when he'll make a comment. I will come back with a negative comment, and I don't want to do that, and I'm having trouble stopping the negative 
that I had to let myself get into and just wanted to know how do you get out of that mindset I don't know how I even got there anyway just wanted to know if there was an answer as to how to go about getting back to where I should be thank you bye well maybe this will help Carol listen you're being really honest and I you know I respect that but hold yourself accountable if you want to stop a behavior hold yourself accountable if we're impolite, we say we're sorry. If we're rude, we say we're sorry. If we say something that we wish we had not said to our spouse, I think it's a reasonable thing to say, I'm going to have to go because I'm holding myself accountable to my husband and say, honey, when I said this to you or whatever, I don't know why I did that, but I did that and I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And I can almost promise you, Carol, you do that about five times, you're going to say, I think I'm going to stop it before I get to that stage. In other words, taking account of responsibility. Number two, I thought it was interesting. You say, I love my husband now more than I ever have, but I got bitterness. I would really like to know where that, what bitterness you're talking about. Where'd the bitterness come? What happened? Because my guess is you love your husband and maybe you don't respect him. Big difference. You know, love is patient and it's kind and all of those things, but, but respect is something that is deep. You know, you can, you can, quote, love somebody and maybe not respect them because we're told to. The Bible tells us we have to love, so we love, but that inside we're saying, well, uh, yeah, I love, but I'm, maybe I'm bitter, maybe resentful, maybe hurt. Some things that have happened in the past that have caused you to feel that bitterness that come out, you, that's your little overflow. I call it the emotional ooze, the overflow that comes out in those bitter moments that you're feeling. So you might want to really explore uh, the root of that bitterness. Hmm, the Bible talks about that, doesn't it? Don't let the root begin to grow in our lives. It can be very damaging. Marriage communication, come and join us. Love to talk to you as well. Let me go. Let me see. Do we got uh, Robin? Robin's in New Mexico. Hi there, Robin. How are you today? I am doing well, thank you. Good, good. You have a comment or question here? Well, a comment. Um, when I got married, I soon discovered that there was something a little different about my husband. <laughs> and then after we had two boys that were born on the autism spectrum and we were doing family counseling with a psychiatrist, she finally diagnosed my husband as being on the spectrum as well. Mm. And so um, as a child, he would have been labeled the little professor because he has an answer for everything. Hmm. But he's also very well read. He loves to read. He loves to learn. And so most of the time when he has something to say, it's a good thing to say. The problem is he doesn't always realize that he's interrupting a conversation or he's cutting me off or he's insisting on having the last word. And so over the years, as I have prayed, because we were very, very... Uh, assured that God had put us together. And so since God put us together, there's many times I can shake my finger at God and say, okay, you put us together, now help me deal with this. <laughs> and so <laughs> he has helped, and many times I've learned to just shut my mouth or realize I don't have to have the last word. Mm-hmm. And so I just shut my mouth. Um well, what goes on inside? Big arg- 
me mm-hmm. uh, used to get very frustrating and I would get angry and just wish that I could just get my two cents in. Yeah. But it never worked. No matter what I said, he would always have a comeback. And not a nasty comeback, just a different opinion or a different fact or a different whatever. And I just learned that I just could, it, I could keep it going for hours if I wanted to, but I don't. I want to end it. Yeah, but what and goes so on, though, I when just, he does that now? Well, I mean, I know you're, you've learned, what, you, what you've done is you've changed your behavior to say, hey, I'm just not going to yeah. pick a fight and, you know, it's not worth it and that's who he is and so on. I understand that, but how, what goes on inside? Of you? Oh, there are times when I feel angry afterwards that I didn't get to say anything or get to get my way. Um, but at those times, I find that I just have to really pray and give it over to the Lord and let it go. Now, what happens when you talk um, to your husband, though, separately, maybe behind closed doors, say, honey, I just, just, just point out that, you know, yesterday or when we had this little conversation and you know, you cut me off and so on. This is what I was feeling. This is this is what happened to me inside when that occurred. How would he respond to that? He apologizes. So he, 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 he recognizes it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he does. But I have to do it after the fact. If, yeah. if we do it in the middle of what's going on, it just blows up. Where if I just shut my mouth and wait till another time and bring it to him, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And he will apologize because he knows he knows that he does it. He just doesn't know how to stop himself because that's part of his spectrum issue. Mm-hmm. So, so socially, is it's a little difficult just, for him. You know. It is. It really is. And people recognize it. When we have friends and stuff over, they recognize it. They see it, <laughs> and they'll they'll wink at me. Or uh, one brother who is an associate pastor said, "Wow, Robin." Did Randy just do what I think he did? And it's like, uh-huh. And then he did it again, and he's like, he just did it again. And and it was hilarious on one hand, but on the other hand, I really appreciated what he was doing because he was doing it in love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it just, that's kind of how the night went. Well, maybe but, um, maybe it would be helpful. I don't know. But maybe if your husband has that awareness of saying, hey, I do this, I know I do this, I don't want to do this, but I keep doing this. Maybe there is some signal that you could help him. Uh, maybe the wink should be to him or something that gives him the the look, you know, the look. You wives have looks, by the way. You know that, Jennifer, right? You, you, get, you guys know how to give the look to your husband and to your kids, too, by the way. Uh, but, the, you know, that look that just is a reminder of saying, hey, um, you know, hey, we're, we're doing this. Right now, but you're a wise woman, uh, backing off, not picking a fight, talking about it separately, and allowing God to do a work in your own life with that, Robin. I think is a is a powerful thing. So appreciate your call today. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank God, you. Glad to be here. God bless you. Um, sharing communication, maybe you relate. What have you learned about communication? May have a question. This, you know, one of the come on, communication is a key to most everything. You can have really smart people who don't communicate well, and they live a mediocre life, in my view. You got people who are intelligent, but if, if, they, if they can't communicate, come on. We, we've been to doctor. Have you been to your physician? Some have great bedside manners, and some are just cold. And there's a difference. 
And the research is clear that patients that have a doctor with a good bedside manner, which is saying they communicate well, they have better outcomes, they have less lawsuits, they have, you know, they have uh, better relationships with their patients, then maybe someone else is even more qualified but doesn't know how to communicate. Communication is a key to healthy relationships. It really is. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Love to have you join us. What have you learned about communication? What works for you? Have a question for me? What one thing have you learned that's helped you to communicate better with that person you love, your spouse? 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Well, commitment is definitely a big thing, but in my opinion, communication is the best. From a very early time in our marriage, mm-hmm. we we would not go to bed mad. I remember one time, I think it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, we were still awake, but we were still mad at each other. <laughs> but that's what it took for us to finally talk it out and, and work it out and, and get over it and, and keep going. Yeah, I, I've had a few nights like that. I, and, and I usually learn later, uh, it was my fault, you know. Uh, when the Bible says, work out your differences quickly, don't let the sun go down, let alone bedtime arrive without resolving these issues. There's, there's good wisdom in that. Communication is the key to marriage. What is communication? What is it? We constantly communicate. We know that at least 50% or more of our communication is nonverbal. The looks, the way we walk, the way we hold ourselves. You know, you've been around people who are gentle-spirited on the inside, but they have that look that's maybe a little hard or harsh and a little distant. Then you have others that are very warm and open and receiving without ever saying a word. And so our nonverbal communication is key. And how we, you know, when we lean forward, when we're open, when we're receptive, when we mirror the person talking to us, if they're, if they're engaged with us and we lean way back and disengage, there's a message there that says, I'm not interested. But when we're communicating and showing interest and we're there for that person and open, these are things that make a difference. That's why it's so important that we have that eye contact when we're talking to our spouse to try to really listen with our eyes, uh, with our hands, to be available, to hear what they have to say. Communication is the key to all healthy relationships. If we don't get this one down, it creates a huge problem in every area of our life. And each of us struggle at some point with this thing of communication. What's one thing you've learned that's helped you? One thing that maybe has helped you be a better communicator, or maybe you just have a tough question. I'd love to help you think it through a little bit. That's what Intentional Living's about at 888-888-1717. Lou Ellen has an interesting uh, little twist for all you ladies. Take a listen. This is Lou Ellen, and I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, and it was about communication and communicating with your husband, and I think that sometimes women are very, very boring, and, and if they want their husband to communicate with them, you know, they shouldn't tell him things that are not interesting to him. He needs to know the things that are funny, 
something happy or something that the children did or the football pass that their son called it football practice not just boring things I don't believe in boring your husband to death and that's what mothers are for you they need to call their mother and tell them all of the little boring details of their life I dare say little to add to that without getting into some trouble with somebody out there. But uh, do you have a board? I have to say my wife, Donna, and I, uh, in our marriage, I'm the talker. Surprise. I'm the talker. I'm talking about all sorts of things, things in the news, things about the day, talking to you all on the phone. I'll talk to her about things. And uh, I could tell after a while she's listening. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then she kind of fades out. You know, there. what did what'd you say? <laughs> So maybe I need to take that advice uh, for myself, Llewellyn. Uh, We're talking marriage, you know, and we're talking about communication in marriage. And sometimes those of us uh, who think we're always right and we always have a solution to a problem are willing to share our advice when we should just keep our mouth shut. And I tell the story about uh, the uh, lazy boy chair that I was sitting in watching Donna empty the dishwasher out in the kitchen. Had a clear view. Jennifer, I could see right out of the kitchen. And of course, I'm analyzing things because I'm a fixer, right? So she's taking the she's taking the cups out of the dishwasher. You're already laughing. She's putting them over on the left, the right side of the microwave. She's putting the plates over there on the left side of the microwave. And I'm thinking the microwave's in between. You know, if you put them all on the same side, it'd save you a couple steps. Now I could think something like that, but Jennifer, you don't say something like that, right? And so, but I did. <laughs> Stupid me. Uh, and sometimes uh, we offer advice when it's not needed. I, and I admit, that's been probably one of my habits I have to work on in my life. You come join us. What have you learned about communication? 888 Yeah, hi. I'm just calling because I just heard Randy talking about communication. and It was interesting to hear his story about the lazy boy and made me kind of laugh because it's something that I've had to learn in our marriage, just that men look at things differently than women sometimes, and, you know, my husband will do the same thing, and and I've had to learn, instead of getting all hung up on thinking that he's criticizing me, because he'll even tell me, I'm not trying to criticize you, I'm trying to help, to realize that and see that he is trying to, in fact, help me and doing what we're going to be doing together. Yeah, so that's been quite a journey just to learn how somebody says something and what they're meaning when they say it and try to be on the same page. I think it's very important. My name is Kathy, and thanks for letting me share. Bye. <laughs> so you relate, and... <laughs> Uh, but I, I, you have to admit, even though sometimes we think we're being helpful, remember, we always judge ourselves by our good intentions. We judge ourselves by what we're trying to communicate, but another person is always going to judge us by what they expect. And so whenever an expectation is not met, we know the formula we talk about here at Intentional Living, the expectation minus reality equals disappointment. And uh, that's... Uh, that's what we're talking about here today. Love to have you come and join us. We're going to stay here in the studio. We're wrapping up the show here in a couple of minutes, uh, but we're going to stay here and record for a show a little, air a little bit later. Talk to us about communication. You can give us a call 
888-888-1717. Let me get Ann on before we wrap up, though. Hey, Ann, how you doing in Michigan? Are you there, Ann? Okay, I guess Ann's not there. Uh, let's, uh, well, she, she's there, but she's not there. Anyway, uh, you can give us a call, 888-888-1717. We'll be right back. You know, we've mentioned communication is a key to having a healthy family, especially a stressed family. The question is, what are the roadblocks to healthy communication in your family? If you're a blended family, that can, that can come in lots of forms. It could be anger over a, a previous relationship that got broken through marriage. Maybe it's a child's expectation not being met. There are so many things that can come to play that create a, a roadblock in a relationship. In, in all situations, it can happen in the workplace, it happens between siblings, it happens between married couples, and it certainly can happen within a family. And so if we can identify the roadblocks that are holding us back and keeping us from having that kind of intimate talk that we need to have and deal with those roadblocks, then we can start to develop an intentional family. Communication, you know, that's the topic this month in our lesson for intentional living, our master class that goes to all of our members, uh, part of our intentional living family all around the country who pray with us, pray for us, support the ministry. And I want to thank you big time. You're making a difference. We got a we got a hurting world today. And if we're not intentional in our faith, we're going to lose it. We're going to lose the next generation. And uh, listen, we, we get one life. We get one shot at this thing. And learning to be intentional, not about perfection, but about doing the next right one thing. And it really comes down to what path you're on, what direction you're taking. Are you happy with the direction of your life? Are you happy? I mean, are you really satisfied? Do you really feel like you're going where God wants you to go? In your marriage, your family, your finance, your health? And then it's the daily habits. And our whole mission is to help teach and train these things of how, what, you know, this thing on habit formation is powerful. And it's got a biblical foundation. How do you develop the kind of habits that can transform your life and keep you on the path, the direction that you want to go in your marriage? That's what we do here. And I thank those of you who are supporting us. All right, we got just uh, 30 seconds to wrap up. We got a question that came in on the line from Marsha. She didn't want to get on the phone. I understand. I understand. But she said, you know, we've been in counseling 34 years on this thing of communication. And my husband went one time in 34 years. 34 years. In other words, she's saying, hey, apparently it's my problem. And maybe that's said with, hey, it's not my problem, but that's what the message is. That is a, I just want to say this to every person listening today. Did you get married to be miserable? Did you get married to have difficulty and poor communication for 50 years? No. So some of you say, no, so that I'm getting out. No, that's the wrong choice. The choice is to say, we're going to figure out why we can't communicate. What is it? We're adults. We're mature. We got different approaches. We got different ways of doing things. We're going to sit down with somebody, a counselor, a pastor, and work these things through for God's glory and our benefit because we're sick and tired of being on the wrong path in our marriage. And so that would be my encouragement. And I hear you, Marcia. 34 years. God bless you. And I hope that you and your husband have a breakthrough in your marriage. Phone lines open. We're going to stay here. Come call 888 1717 And we'll be back with all this and more next time 
from Intentional Living. See you then.